The Rink Rat Report podcast is also brought to you by Season 2 of The Lock Garage. Host Marco Shara, a Toronto criminal defense lawyer, interviews various criminal lawyers about the practice of criminal defense, gets them to share their war stories, and helpful tips for up-and-coming lawyers interested in the area of law. Out now on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. Step into the garage, listen to the experts, and get a tune-up. The Rink Rat Report podcast is brought to you by BetStamp, the ultimate sports betting companion app. Track, follow, and analyze your bets across multiple sportsbooks. And while you're there, check out the world's first verified buy and sell marketplace for sports betting picks. Download the app today. All right, we're recording? Yeah. Welcome, everyone, to the Rink Rat Report podcast, where we talk about a disappointing, stupid team that loves to blow leads. Relax, As always, joined by Josh and Jason. What up? How's it going? Oh, my God. What has happened to the Leafs? Ever since they've had this, like, lightened schedule, it seems like, they have blown so many multi-goal leads. Like, if we go through it, Colorado, they were up 4-1. Vegas, they were up 3-1. Arizona, they didn't blow it because they never got the lead against one of the worst teams in the league, who is somehow on a heater right now. But They're going to smash that win total that we talked about. Oh, yeah, for They're sure. They're going to smash it. The 20-win win total. Yeah, that's right. But uh, then after Blues. Arizona, who was Blues. It? The Blues. That was a nice little choke job there, 3-1. And then tonight, up 3-1 against the Rangers. And we all know that they actually lost this one. They couldn't, you know, fumble their way back into it. But just an utterly incredible display of chokery. From the Leafs, like, do, do they have to play worse in the first period or something like that? Like, this is—I know they've had injuries or, I guess, illnesses and COVID and injuries and all that, but this has just been insane. Just the asinine plays in our own zone. Any thoughts? So I can actually breathe. <laughs> well, tonight was not the best night for us, obviously, but a little bit of that is losing two top four defensemen and being out for tonight's game muzzin and hall hall hasn't had the great year but i i think over like since the start of january i think he's actually been pretty okay yeah, 2022 hall yeah he that's 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 the hall we like um but new year new him um but yeah no logan and sandin i know we were talking about them hope, hoping that they could we could see them off the line they looked terrible like not great i was tonight. so excited to see that dermot mm-hmm. Sandin and Lilgren all in the lineup with Sandin and Lilgren on the same pairing, the second pairing. And oh my God, did Rasmus Sandin lay an egg today? Oh God, yeah, he was, he was terrible. He just, you guys were breaking it down off camera. Oh my God. He, he didn't turn his head once and he was brutal in his own end. Yeah, he had a lot of problems picking up his match, his, his, his man in his own zone. He was struggling a, a lot with that and it seemed like for most of the goals that he was on the ice for, he was kind of caught in no man's land, which is not something you want to see from a defenseman. But in in the grand scheme of things, this for Razzasand, I think this is a good game for him because it it'll let him not a good game in the sense that he played well. It's good for a it's a good learning experience for him. He made a ton of mistakes. He played not not his greatest, but the only way for you to improve is to make mistakes and get better from it. That's such a positive mindset. <laughs> good for you. That's honestly a fantastic mindset. Do you think Sheldon Keefe will have the same mindset in the video room tomorrow? Or? <laughs> Definitely not. But was it what did Nick Wright say something about like? LeBron, um, it was something about LeBron. It was like Kyrie did something. He's like, oh, this is actually good for LeBron or something like that. I'm, tr- I'm trying to relate it. I have to look it up later. But 
Anyways, that's that's just an utterly incredible way to spin <laughs> an, what was a horrific game for Russell Sending tonight. He was bad, yeah. This was like... It, it sometimes gets magnified, the mistakes, when the puck ends up ba- in the back of the net, right? Mm-hmm. But these were like... Just brutal errors. So yeah. I can, I'm going to do a quick breakdown. This might be bad radio, but if you want to pull up the highlights, pull it up. Goal number one, it's a strong forecheck against Dermott. He absorbs the hit. The puck goes up the wall. Essentially, our entire team is on that side, and Reeves is just sitting wide open in front of the net. And Alex Biega, I understand it's a call-up. It's like he's kind of being put in a tough spot there. Um, but it's his opportunity, and maybe it has something to do with being nervous or being not that decisive as an NHL player, but he essentially just leaves Reeves wide open in front of the net. Yeah. Like it's his man. It's a weak side forward. Got to have that covered. Okay. So that's a goal. Okay. The second goal they'd like to talk about on the broadcast of Sandin, you know, he's got to get bigger, stronger, getting out muscled by Ryan Reeves. He did get out muscled, but I thought he actually did a good job, like moving him from the front of the net. It was kind of a bad bounce. You said the puck probably deflected it off did. his stick. It, it ramped in. off his stick, yeah. so he got he got his stick so, on the puck. Uh, you know, almost that, got it. that one is like a bad luck one, for example, mm-hmm. where you know, in a lot of instances, that probably doesn't go in the net. Okay, we'll ignore that. The third goal. I mean, he just completely left Ryan Strom in front of the net for uh, it was honestly like two and a half seconds to chase up the boards, the side that Timothy Lilgrim was chase already his weak on. side help, which was. Not necessary at all at the time. There's no danger coming from there at all. And he just leaves them in front, and Strom makes a good play, delays, backdoor to Fox. That's another bad one. Fourth goal, bad bounce, open net. Okay. Yeah. Again, no, I don't think any of these goals are on Jack Campbell, by the way. That's mm-hmm. my take, but... Uh, he no. did He did slip on one of them, but again, like, that's... Like, it's it, it, if you give me the blame meter, mm-hmm. I'm blaming the defenseman on all these one bad yeah. bounce, but goal five was the the peak where... Again, a guy just skates right by you to the front of the net, Rasmus Sandin, and you don't even turn to look and say, oh, shit, that guy's in front. Like, he, he just lets him walk to the front of the net. He was also on the ice. He got worked by, I believe it was Kevin Rooney, number 17, on one play, and Campbell made the save. It was just a clear, just bodied right around him. This was the worst game probably Sandin's played this year. Like, it's unfortunate. His five-on-five expected goals was 50% too. So but here's look. the other thing, like... This, some of it is luck. Some of it mm-hmm. is it was luck. But at this point, he's whatever one of the best expected goals players in the league. But he's a he's a zero and plus minus now after tonight. Wow. So again, some of that is luck for sure. But could some of that be the things we've seen tonight? Because mm-hmm. sometimes we question why isn't Sandine in the lineup? Like I don't. These are little micro things that he could just improve on. Yeah. So that's something we saw from tonight. It was a big, big opportunity for these guys. For Sandin and Lilligren, and it was like an F, honestly. I feel bad to say, but it was a really, really rough game. It's only one game. We can we can improve, but in terms of a test run of these guys in the top four, that is as bad as it can get. Yeah. Um, the fourth line has been absolutely terrible, and I've got some uh, fun numbers for you here. Uh, Kyle Clifford's expected goals. So... This goes, I'm going back a few games here from the Chicago game. All right, 35.26, Edmonton, for so- somehow, he was, Chicago, he was on the ice for 2-4-2 two, two against. Edmonton, he was on the ice 2-4-1 against. Don't know how. 
After that, Colorado won. Vegas 0-0. St. Louis won and New York won. Zero. He hasn't been on the ice for a goal four in four games. And he's been on the ice for three against. Yeah, he's. I, I don't think he's an NHL regular for us. If no. Mm-hmm. He's like forward 15. Yeah, 14, probably. 15. Around there. So... It is what it is at this point. You got some, co- but I agree. The fourth line overall, the, like again, we're reviewing the week. The last two games, it's been atrocious. Oh yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, crazy. Wow, no arguments there. No, no it's, not it's at all. Very clear. I mean, they've just been completely terrible. Look at any one player on that line. Like they've, and if, every time you sort by expected goals, they're at the bottom. For the they're, least, mm-hmm. they're it's all three of those guys at the bottom. Yeah, they're always getting shelled. It seems like, and it's. I I wonder. The only thing to me that that's going to solve this is just. Getting our guys back. And we need Nick Ritchie back. Oh line. gosh, I don't I know. Think, I think maybe we'll give a Pierre Engvall his. Yeah, I was gonna. I was about to say that. He yeah. had an awesome game tonight. He's, He's been pretty good all year mm-hmm. at everything other than like zone entries. Really, like yeah. He's yeah. still lost in that in terms of, and I don't even mean like. From our own zone to probably the center ice line, he's really good because it's essentially like retrieve the puck off the wall and get the puck out of the zone. But the creativity part of that, we know that's not really his game. Mm-hmm. Creativity but brain. In thing. terms of everything else, like I think he's been pretty good. He's been solid. They had a couple fantastic four. Like they were fantastic line tonight. The third line of mm-hmm. Mikheyev, Kampf, and I get very strong. Mikheyev. Ooh, we look at these th- numbers. They Sorry were strong. Their XG numbers. Are oh really my strong. god. They're really Mikheyev, strong. 92.23. Engvall, 90.28. And Kampf, 89.56. Essentially, they were on the ice for their one goal four, a few great chances, which I clipped and put out there on Twitter, and then n- basically nothing against. They like, had a fantastic night. Fantastic. Yeah. Even the shot differential, 12-2, 12-3, 11-4. And by the way, do you want to know the most common line they were matched with was the Artemi Panarin line? Interesting. Wow. So that was a positive. Hey, there are some weird positives to take away, but like, oh, Oh, the Leafs played better than the Rangers. Yeah, they should deserve to win. O meter. They smoked them in the sixty. It was eighty, I think. It was at one point. It was after five hundred simulations, sixty-eight percent. Okay, not bad. But it makes sense when you watch the game because mm-hmm. the mistakes were so brutal and so yeah. obvious. Shesterkin yeah. played. Shesterkin did what he's done mm-hmm. all he's year, so which is good. This is a good stat surfing stat, but I want to give it now. Is they said on the broadcast? I didn't look it up. I'm just trusting the broadcast. The Rangers had not given up more than one goal in a first period all year until tonight. Which, think about that. No wonder they're doing so well. That's a crazy stat. It's him. Yeah. It's him. He's yeah. been fantastic. He's been carrying His movements team. when he's on the ice on his knees, it's like anything. Like Kevin Woodley from In Goal Magazine brought it up, and I've noticed it since. It looks like he's moving. On his knees, it looks like he's moving like a regular goalie would move on their feet. He just moves around so quickly and so smoothly. You're, you can't beat him. It's Somehow. something I, I remember. I can't think about it, but Elliot Friedman said on his podcast, in the way that they've been developing Russian goalies in Russia, they at some point in the 2000s, they changed. I don't know. I can't tell you exactly what it was, but you could tell, like, there's so many good Russian goalies mm-hmm. that have come back, come up in the yeah, last Sorokin. couple of years. Sorokin's the same age as Vasilevsky. Uh, Vasilevsky. Vasilevsky, obviously. Samsonov. Mm-hmm. Samsonov. Like, there's a ton of good goalies that have come from Russia lately. Archer Aktimov. The Leafs prospect, there's, and there's more we're forgetting. I just thought, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, he's fan, he's he was great well, in the, the first, first round. Nashville pick guy that keeps forgetting how to play at the World Juniors. 
I don't know why Askarov. 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 But he's going to be good too, probably. Yeah, mm-hmm. he will be. Just not at the World Juniors for some reason. So, uh, and he he made the All Star team, didn't he? Just jerking. Pro- I, I, I thought he was the final. No, it was guy. Cry- oh, it was Stamkos. It was Stamkos. Uh, yeah, Shesterkin didn't make it. There's a lot of. He's at a nine forty. Like he le- he's gonna win the Vesna for sure, and he's not gonna be an all star. It's, it's Jari crazy. and someone else, J- and Anderson. It's Anderson, the participation Jari and Anderson. game. It's crazy. I don't get it either. Uh, you mentioned Stamkos. He was last man in. Um, a lot of people are upset that it wasn't Nylander over Tavares. I mean, Tavares has also had a pretty good year in there, yeah. but I was comparing. So I wanted to. I was comparing uh, Steven Stamkos to William Nylander, their numbers, and just to see. Stamkos is obviously having a great year. The Tampa Bay Lightning have been dealing with injuries, and despite that, he's been fantastic. Uh, his expected goals numbers above 50%, like everything. So I was comparing him and Nylander. I'm like, okay, what are the five-on-five numbers? Stamkos was up in, by three points in that category. Okay. And then I looked at, okay, what are the power play numbers? I expected Stamkos to be way higher. Nylander had one more point than Stamkos on the power play. And so I went, okay, this doesn't make sense, though, because I believe Stamkos in all situations has 10 more points than Nylander. I've only got three more points here, two more points here. Like, where are the rest of these points? And I found a crazy stat here. When Tampa Bay's net is empty, when Tampa Bay pulls their goalie, whether that be, I, I guess, whether that be at the end of the game to go six on five, when there's a delayed penalty to go six on five, Steven Stamkos leads the league with eight points. I thought you meant when the other team's net was empty, he has no like points. empty net goals. You mean no, like oh, when his oh. net is empty. Holy oh, that's smokes. crazy! That's crazy. Impressive. Yeah. Eight points and Hedman has six. That's honestly his kind of on wild. His on-ice shooting percentage is like forty-seven percent. No, that's crazy. I thought you, you know yeah, who, I, you I know who you leads the league net. in goals. Ooh. Corey Perry with four. So they have a system, eh? When they're down, they're they're on it. That's cr- I thought when you texted me that, I was like, oh, he's got like the Ovechkin empty, empty netters. Nope. No, you're saying, wow, that is a crazy Because stat. they're tied with empty net points when the other team has the empty net, two and two. So I, I was digging. I'm like, where are these points for Stamkos? He's eight. That's crazy. Eight. So do you want to get into the all-star discussion or do you want to talk – the blues game first. uh let's talk the blues game first we'll save it we'll save the all-star discussion if you're listening it's coming up yeah uh that blues was a crazy games. game yeah that was like one of the most back and forth entertaining games of the year i would say i but had like, the leafs on that that game too and uh yeah. oh yeah saturday was a big betting games a betting day mm-hmm. so i really needed that win to offset uh you know uh stefan diggs connor connor mcfraud fraud vid Oh, man. Maybe we'll get into Edmonton later, too. But Maybe. Um, that was a really fun game. Again, like the Leafs did blow it, but I thought they played well overall. It's weird. It's almost like they're, they're, the totality of their games have been good, but there's been these moments exactly that will cost you. And they've done a really good job, to be fair, in the last couple of years of limiting those, like the last two years specifically. Mm-hmm. I think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, like, 16, 17, 18 Leafs were, were doing this all the time. Like, sp- specifically 2016, 2017. Like, and 2017, 20, like, they were just blowing leads left, right, and center. Yeah. We've kind of come accustomed to being able to not Hold do them. that. Yeah. But, yeah, this is a crazy game. Like, 
Uh, I'm screwing up my laptop right now. Sorry. <laughs> Jason, you uh, missed Marner's goal. That was an absolute yeah, was snipe. A, like, I had Jordan, to... Jordan Bennington had a rough night, but some of those goals were pretty nice. Oh, yeah. Oh, that sixth goal, the sixth was, goal was tough. Just friend, just that was a yeah. terrible goal. Did you see the... I posted it, but did you see what the blue social media posted? Yeah. Give, give us a rundown of that. What a complete joke. So, Michael Bunting... He turned on the play, and uh, 77, their big Finnish defenseman, gave him a hit to the from behind. But he kind of turned, so it was 50-50 there. And Bunting's, like, yelling at him like he always does because he didn't like the hit. And Tory Krug comes in and blindsides him and then mauls him on the ice. He got a penalty, didn't he? He got a penalty for roughing. Bunting got a penalty for unsportsmanlike. You're not allowed to strip hockey anymore. Sportsmanlike. I I don't understand that one as well, at all. So like I clipped at him like this is a joke. The blue social media clipped that play and said, "Don't talk shit to our bench unless you're willing to talk to Cor- Tory Krug." <laughs> Tory Krug does not fight. He fully just blindsided him. Yeah, it's a coward. Play. And then you lost that game. On top of that, you freaking complete losers. And you know who's fish- what was that was incredible. What social me- like? I I don't know. Like what social media manager just like looks at a play? It's like, oh a cheap shot. Oh, we need Beautiful. that. Yeah. We need that. It's okay. He looked good when he was fishing hats. the puck out of the net and on the last goal. There we go. <laughs> oh yeah. No, so that game like it was just back and forth. Like, oh yeah. Marner snipe. Tavares had an absolute rip of a goal. Like that was a complete snipe. I'm not gonna lie, the, the Marner and Tavares goals were very stoppable for Bennington. You think? Yeah. They're just shots. But they were good shots. Well they were good shots. shots. It's not like, oh, that's a weak goal. But it's like two in a row. It's like, okay, you got to have one of those. And then we were talking about what was the name of the defenseman that was like chirping and then on the power play? It's the same guy, 77, right? 77. The that guy got, got into a fight. Absolute blender yeah. by Marner before the pass to Matthews. Go look at that goal. He's like flopping like a fish. Like he forgot how to skate. He was right in the way of Bennington. He's the guy. He got into a, a, a little bit of a tilt with Crosby. Yeah. As well, I have no idea who this guy is. I'm not going to lie. I usually have my finger on the pulse of all NHL players. I have no clue who this guy is or where he came from. He had a very eventful night, though. It's, I think uh, he, he got a point in that game. It's so but funny. I'm watching He was it on the ice for a lot of goals. He's just literally flopping around, and then he screens his own goalie and gets <laughs> scored on. But the bright side is the Leafs go down in the third period. You're mm-hmm. thinking all hope is lost, and they come back and win the game. The shots, they, they outshot, they outchanced, they out analytics, whatever you want to say. Uh, William, Timothy Lilgren, first career goal. Which was also a pretty well-played shot. I know it was a screen, but mm-hmm. he ripped that puck. And Joe's been talking a lot about his ability to get pucks through. And he's had a lot of shots on net this year get through. That was oh, yeah. one that went in for him. Oh, yeah. And then he had a really nice feat to Nylander as well. Nylander hit the post on a one-timer there. He was, like, below the, the bottom of the circle, too, which is just bananas. Sometimes he's... He jumps up into the plate. I like how he, how aggressive he is on defense. You just need to polish out some things, and it's like it's a little bit annoying because it's you're on a team that you're really pressing, yeah. right? So it's, it's going it to be it's going to be like the so it'll be a process. The fine line of you don't want to rein these guys back, right? That's that's the one thing that the Leafs have done that's been good is when they're playing, it's not hey t- Timothy, don't rush it. Sandy, don't rush it. Play conservative. Yeah. Don't surf the lo- the blue line to get a shot. Like they're doing all that good stuff, so I'm happy with that. They'll they'll develop. Though, like Jason said, the road bumps happen. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts on St. Louis, Jason? 
It was a fun game to watch. It was electric, just back and forth the entire night. You uh, said NHL has the worst officiating. Yeah, no, that was like one of the worst officiating games I've ever seen. I think no, it was very it was brutal. Confusing. Even like surprised I, you were able to see the Leafs game with all the the tears in your eyes from the Patriots. <laughs> but uh, anywho, <laughs> I I got I got mine the next day. So how? Anyways. But no, I'm not gonna do that. Sorry. Okay. Uh, anyways. What was I gonna say? Yeah, no, no, just brutal fishing. I forgot what uh, there was. A couple like like the bunting play where somehow that was a, a so call I was on watch- him. So th- I was and watching it again, and it was like, okay. So the the bunting one made no sense yeah. there. The Muzzin, Jake Muzzin yeah. fully tripped someone <laughs> right in front of the ref. They didn't call that. But there was a play before that that didn't get called on the. Le- it was someone got. Oh, it was the Lilligan. Lilligan on the goal when so he literally that got manhandled. Arm kind of tied up with Kairu. And then Kairu did make a motion to pull him down there. Like, he he got his arm into Kairu, and then Kairu kind of grabbed him with both hands and then pulled him down. Mm-hmm. And so, like, it, it, I guess you could say it's 50-50. Ref just let them play, but it's like... No, in full time, though. Like, you slow it down, you see that in full time. It just looked like he absolutely grabbed, grabbed him and, and pulled him to the ice. Yeah. yeah. Which should have been a penalty, Blues and the ref was standing right there. fans were complaining that Kerfoot was hooking Mikola on the Tavares goal. Miko Mikola, an uh, eventful night. Um, I don't see that. It looks more like when you watch it in real time, it looks like Mikola is hooking Kerfoot in that one. The classic. Double it was hook. just a really. They were all mm-hmm. mauling each other on the. Like yeah. I'm not. I'm not surprised that the refs made so many wrong calls because like, it was just a. It was a shit show out there. Yeah. But I feel like they were trying to manage the game in terms of, oh, we missed one here. We'll make it up there. What yeah. are you looking at? I just watched the. Big Ikola buddy against Kerfoot. Sorry, I don't mean to disrespect them, but that in no, that you are right. That is a hook on the St. Louis player, not on Kerfoot. That is not even close. So I don't know about that, but that's the thing. It's like all these plays are up to such like interpretation. I'm not surprised that the NHL refs are. It's like oh, they're getting it wrong for everyone. Thinks the refs are terrible, but like when you watch, it was Clifford got called for a trip the other night. And everyone was like, how uh, everyone on the Leafs side was, how was that a trip? How was that a slew foot? He just fell. And then all the, you check all the quote tweets of fans from other teams. They're like, yeah, that was a trip. That's a trip. That's called the trip. Even the, what did you think about the kicked kicking motion tonight? Like that was just just wrong. That's wrong. (laughs) It's just, okay. I understand it looks like because he redirects with his foot that it may be a kick, but that is just inconsistent in the way they've called the rule. A hundred percent. So I don't know what that was. Yeah. I don't know. Like, no, it was, yeah. When I, you look at Ottawa's goal you, that they counted this year, I yeah. posted that on the story Yeah. versus Matthews. It's the exact like, same goal. It's yeah. like almost the they exact same. They don't like when the stick, the skate goes off the ice, but like. If it, anything, the Ottawa one was more of a kick. The skate didn't, like, did the, the I don't know. You you made a great point while we were watching the game. Like, they just should get rid of that rule. You're allowed to headbutt. The, you're allowed to knock it off your, your they butt. They just you're don't want like, people kicking, like, the, the goalies, goalies, obviously. But if it's like. It should be like a like a like Protect a full soccer goalie. kick motion. Not if you're like slightly turning your blade, but oh look, mm. he slightly pushed it forward. It's then also it's no, like, so then the rule should just be like mm-hmm. your blade can't leave the ice. But that's yeah. also I mean, subjective. Yeah, it's right? too subjective. But also like nobody's gonna soccer kick. You don't. You'll miss. Yeah, the puck you'll miss doing exactly. That. Yeah, like, like it's you're not gonna only, punch it even worse. Double IHF's rule on that: there can't be an intent to direct the puck. Yeah, okay. So they take it an even step further. Make it more subjective. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Brutal. I think we got a little disagreement because I think Joe thinks overall the NHL referees do a pretty good job. I think Jason doesn't agree with that. I don't think so at all. I honestly think the NHL refereeing is like NHL is the worst officiated sports of the major four sports. Honestly, but it's also the fastest sport. It's also the least amount of stops in the sport. That's it's it's so unclear that it's like. Do you add in somehow a ref from up above that's able sure. to make calls? Why not? I There's think one thing they can become more consistent on is like the use of replay in some situations. Yes. Like yeah. it's so weird. Like some things you can review and some things you can't. Yes, which makes no sense. Yeah, like ref, just put up your arms and say, "I'm we're going to review this." Not mm-hmm. like, "Oh, but, I'm going to make a call on the ice and then we're going to um, and I know I'm not sure and then we're going to review." Like, just be like. Let's review it. This year they started reviewing some of these high sticks where a guy, if you get your own stick lifted into you by the other player or your own player ends up hitting you with this. No, that's only for double minors, I believe. Oh, that's only for double minors. Okay, exactly. Like, that's my point. It just doesn't make any sense. But No, it's just I I feel like the officiating could be better and – it just uh, there are ways to make it better. I, I don't. I'm not the one that's yeah. going to come so with these I, solutions. I feel but like the refs on the action on the ice. It's it's very. It's not black and white at all. And mm-hmm. I've heard this from an actual NHL ref. None of this is black and white. It's just it. Are, I I think they're not pursuing ways to improve the mm-hmm. officiating, um, which is a little bit annoying. And then like on the replays, like certain. I don't know. Remember yeah, I, last year, they called a goal. That was it. Was like, oh, no offside. This is a goal, and then they had to tell Columbus the next period, "Hey, this this actually oh, that was, was crazy." Like stuff like that yeah. and is bad. I but. still think Jason, like the the evening up is yeah. That's part of the problem too. Is like just be like like with Muzzin, like that should have been a call on Muzzin. I'm a Leafs fan. Muzzin tripped a guy just because you missed the call down at the other end doesn't mean you shouldn't be calling it here. But like. I I think what you said though is more my issue is that they're not trying to improve it. They're just pretending like it isn't a problem, and I think it is. And oh, like 100%, they know it's not, a, they think it's not a problem. And, and Gary Bettman came out and said, Yeah, officials are great. That's the sad part, about? is because I think it is a problem and it does, it does ruin the game. Like last night, Dmitry Orlov, like clearly need uh, Nikolai Ehlers. Tough bounce for Winnipeg, bad, like, bad karma for them, but, um, Ew. but, but like there was no penalty on the play. Like there should have, there, that was so, the, the official was literally standing right there. He should have, like, there should have been a call there, and there just wasn't. And, like, like you said, maybe uh, there has you to be a guy. You can see up. it afterwards, yeah. but it's like, that's also the issue with hockey. It's so mm-hmm. fast paced. Like, what are you going to stop a play? Oh, we have to review this penalty. Like, you yeah. don't want to take away the pace of the game, but it's like, how do you get. And then if you have someone up above, like, what do they do? Radio down a ref on the ice, and then the yeah, ref on the ice has to stop the play there. And then in which case you're undermining the refs on the ice. That's true, yeah. It, so it's, it's, it's hard, not as but easy as we're putting it. Yes. But like there, there is mm-hmm. – you can't just like fold your arms and go, nope, it's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what I feel like the NHL is doing. But I think that's two, two well, well thought out points yeah. from either side. I think yeah. it definitely is the most difficult because of, as Joe said, the nature of the game. But at the same time, they could just also do a lot better of a job, I think. Yeah. But, it's a good conversation. Overall, pretty decent week for the Leafs. I'd say one of their worst since the first couple for of weeks. Sure. For sure. Yeah, 100%. You know, one and one is not good. And the problem is, is it too Here, I have a question for you guys. Is it too early to start checking the standings? No, no. What do you mean? Yeah. I think like after... Uh, every game, you're taking a look. What's going oh, yeah. on? It's after like 35 games? Because I, I, I can't complain about this because last year, everyone said our division was so easy. But my God, this is... This division is unbelievable. Yeah, you could argue oh, three I, of the five best teams in the, in the league play I in think one division. Right now, you could argue four of the five best teams because Boston has just been on fire mm-hmm. lately. But yep. 
you you know, there's other good teams. Carolina's been playing really well. Colorado's still really good. So, but I I think for the top seven is like pretty fair right now. So, mm. yeah, there's. I mean, even Detroit's eighteen, seventeen, and five. They just got Jamel Smith too. Big mm-hmm. ad. Yeah. Smith brothers yeah. on one line. It's just it's so top heavy and. Right now, season ends today. You're playing Tampa in the first round. And you're an underdog. Yeah, like, the, and that and also, the Leafs with how good the Leafs are playing, they're still going to not be favored in that. Speaking series. of the division, the first game that Jamel Smith plays with Giovanni, that's going to be something to watch. They're going to put them on this. I know what they're doing. They're going to put them on the same line, and they're going to get into 15 fights. It happened. Do you remember the like they had the all black line last year on Tampa Bay? It was Walcott, yeah. Matthew Joseph, and Jamel Smith. All three squirrely guys. That was so fun to watch. Every yeah. uh, John Cooper started double shifting them. It was the last. It was one of the last games of the year. They got into like fifteen fights after the whistle. So, just speaking of the division, that game is going to be a lot of fun to watch. Also, friends of the program, friends, friends, friends of Joe, Jamel, and Giovanni. So, yep, Jamel best of luck. Hopefully, you know mm-hmm. he's been. I think good enough to play Jamel in the yep. NHL. He's played in the NHL every year the last five years. It's just yeah. has he been able to stick? And obviously, you're. You know, you're competing against the last three years, the deepest roster in the NHL. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. a little bit tough, but mm-hmm. uh, hopefully, yeah, he, he recovers from that injury and uh, he gets a good shot uh, in Detroit there. But yeah. it's it's been interesting. I think did I bring it up last? Has Calgary had any home games since? No, I, they had one. I think it was last night, and they won. They, they won. beat. Uh, I think it was Florida. Oh, everyone they was lost against Ottawa. Everyone was really heavy on what? Florida. What? Pardon. Would you say they same? had like a home game? Their home games. So right now, at mm-hmm. uh, one point, Calgary had less home games than the Islanders. Yeah, yeah. Which is just insane. Yeah, they're five, four, and four. They at have home. thirteen that seems home like games. Not enough games. Yeah, yeah. Like they're eighteen, eleven, and so, like the West is a little bit weird because it's like Calgary's outside of a playoff spot, but they have six less games played than they're, they're technically in a playoff spot. Yeah, yeah. Right? You just so. got to sort it by point percentage. You just got to look at the model. I sent I sent this to the guys. It's crazy to look at the Vegas stat where mm-hmm. Vegas yeah. is the currently Atlantic first Pacific. in the Pacific. If you took their record and put them in any of the other three divisions, they would be out of the playoffs in all of the all other three divisions, yeah. which is crazy. Yeah, the all of the, the lowest point percentage in all the divisions is point six two two, which is why Edmonton being seventh in that division is embarrassing. Like that yeah. is absolutely embarrassing. Yeah, why I, do you have to be so pissed? <laughs> Can we talk about that quickly? Yeah. What do you think? What do you think Edmonton's going to do? What's going on there? Uh, like about, I would Jim Matheson. I would punch Jim Matheson. <laughs> well, not even that. Like face. first of all, that guy's an idiot. Obviously, he needs to like, retire. There's a lot of people, <laughs> unfortunately, in that situation. We've seen it before in Toronto too. Like they, this guy's such an idiot. Yeah, ex- exactly. That's Chuck. <laughs> that was great. Such that was great. They these guys make it about themselves, and mm-hmm. they want to say, "Oh, I'm asking you about the team, Leon. Why are you getting so no." You're trying to get a quote out of him. And then the second question he asked, which is, oh, you got really frustrated so easily on the ice. Is that a good quality to get frustrated that easily? Like, you're clearly digging. And 100%. Again, I don't get why it's in these Toronto markets. It's like the beat writers. You're covering the team. Yeah. Why are you? I know you have an obligation to be a fair journalist, which mm-hmm. is fair. But you don't have to be an a-hole about yeah. it. Like, I, I love how when he asked that question, he was like huffing and puffing. You could tell how mad he was, Jim Matheson. Like, but I think another funny part: Steve Simmons quote tweeted a tweet from Jim Matheson, except it wasn't Jim Matheson; it was a fake account. <laughs> Him and Theo Fleury like responded and quote tweeted it, and were like, "Yeah, he needs to show more respect to Jimmy." 
Yeah. It's like that, guys. That's not you. Yeah. How about <laughs> yeah? How you're the reporter and you, the, these guys who are playing right now are the reason why you have a job. So let's show them some respect. No, like. But also, like you, again, they're trying to bait him. Oh, wh- yeah. what do you think the team needs to do better? Uh, yeah. Ask the guy who's in the Hart Trophy race every year, who won the Hart Trophy, who won the Rocky Richard, third who's in first points. in the league in gold, who's third in the league in points. Like, what, what do you want him to say? I gotta be better. That's like that. That's the ob- That's the opposite you want. That's a fake mm-hmm. answer. So you're putting him in a place where he either gives the cliche, which he gave, which is like, I don't know, we just got to be better everywhere. Or he says, our goalies suck and our D suck. Do you want him to say that? Did you hear at the beginning of the year what Jim Matheson said to Miko Koskinen? No. It was something like, oh, you were over in Europe in the summer, but uh, uh, back here in Canada, a lot of people didn't want you to come back, and a lot of people didn't want you here. Uh, what are your thoughts about oh, that? It was just the most disrespectful I thing I also ever. don't so, like, care that he's been a – scribe for 40 years in Edmonton. Yeah, that means all. nothing to me. Nothing. Like, I, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, was this the guy who tweeted early in the season about how the, how good the Oilers were, how great the moves they made were? The that was all of them. Well, I, Mark Spector tried to defend him. Like, all yeah. of those Edmonton. I, tr- I tried to check. He deleted heads. his tweets about Leafs. That's all I know. Because if he, if he was participating. Jason Greger, like, they all, yeah. all those Edmonton guys tried to hype up the Oilers. And then when they got on a hot run, it was, oh, look, we have Zach Hyman. He has heart. Look how many goals he's scoring on open nets. <laughs> and then, oh, when there's an actual goalie he's facing, he has a little bit of trouble. Like, didn't – you should have known this. Yeah, People I, have been screaming about it. But the other thing is, again, we listen – me and Jason listened in the car. The week before, Ken Holland had a press – same kind of thing. Pre- they gave him more cupcakes? About- I, he was Mons? talking about signing a Vander Kane, a oh, guy yeah. who has some of the worst off ice issues, and it was like, oh, how's he going to acclimate to the locker room? Like, and you're trying to go at Leon Draisaitl, go at Ken Holland. Mm-hmm. He's done nothing for this team. None of the good things on the Edmonton Oilers, other than maybe Zach Hyman, who's overpaid, were Ken Holland's doing. Yeah, yeah. I don't understand nothing. I don't understand how it's not. Hey, Ken. Um, Evander Kane got kicked off the Sharks. Essentially, was placed into the AHL and was told by his play by the the Sharks players told management if he plays another game for the San Jose Sharks, I will request a trade. Major players on the San Jose Sharks said that about Evander Kane, and now you want him to you want to bring him into your locker room? How's he going to get acclimated into the locker room? I don't know. I have a guess. It's just, it, but no, that's not asked. Yeah. It's Dreisaitl's fault. It's McDavid's fault. Same thing in Toronto. Hmm. It's Matthew's fault. It's Marner's Marner. fault. Yeah. It's just, for some, it's the easy target, but it's also not fair to a guy who's playing so well. Ask him this. Hey, Ken Holland, you have some of the worst defense, defensive metrics of any team in the NHL this year. Why did you give? Let me do the math. Eight mil? No, how about, no, twel- how about 12 million to Cody CC, Tyson Berry, and trading for Duncan Keith? That's oh, yeah. $12 million on your cap hit. For those three players. And you also trade away Ethan Bear, who was playing for Carolina and who's done relatively decent in a third-line role. Mm, but how, I don't know how, how about this one? You have, the w- other than Seattle, probably the worst goaltending in the league right now. And you re-signed Mike You gave Smith. a 39-year-old Mike Smith, not one year at $2.2 million, two years at $2.2 million. Those are his moves. He signed Hyman. Shocker, I think Hyman's a good stay. player. Shocker. Mike Smith can't stay healthy this year. But we talked about it with Hyman. Connor McDavid doesn't need Zach Hyman at all. No. He doesn't. He Hyman helps, but he doesn't. So I don't know, man. It's it's ugly there, and I, well, it'll get better. But it, is this team good yeah. enough to make a run? I don't know. When Vegas is healthy, they're not beating Vegas. No, not at all. When 
Eichel's when, when Eichel is healthy, not in Vegas. Yeah, when the whole crew's back in Vegas, and I think Calgary's so. a better overall team right now. I though. think so too. They're so it's really strong. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like that Jacob Markstrom fellow in that. <laughs> He's very good. Um, I don't know if you guys saw it. Eddie Lack brought up a, a pretty good way. It was in, in relation, kind of to to beat writers. He said, uh, I forget who it was when he w- got traded to Carolina. Um, he got pressured into writing. So a, a beat writer got pressured into writing a piece about Eddie Lack saying he was bad in the room and that they absolutely needed to move him. And he was like, "That was not tr-. and like Eddie Lack like came out and said like recently like this is like this was a media narrative that needed to be pushed to get ma- pressure off of management um, to make me look bad." He's like, "I felt I, I how did it, how do you think it made me feel? I've been in Vancouver how many years and they're writing these lies about me." Like, well, well, think about it like this. Even think of like what Bobby Car- Clark is saying in the local media where he's Oh god. He's throwing Could you Ron imagine Hextall. being Nolan Patrick like, and listening to this old senile loser talk about you like that? Here's the thing. And this is just the name of the game. This is every sport. The reporters that get access, they don't just get it for free, right? You don't get the, oh, this is what the Oilers are looking to do in the offseason. This is who might be on the trade block from the assistant GM or the head scout or the GM without, you know, some softball questions, essentially. Yeah, make them look good. But they don't care what the players say. The players, unfortunately, are obligated to talk to the media, so they can ask them whatever the heck they want. Yep. Yeah, it is unfortunate, but... I don't know why I'm drawing a blank. The other thing is, this is maybe like a galaxy brain thing, but who the heck that like actually likes sports and knows sports? Who even cares about those interviews, really? I like like some of the pieces. Like I don't know if the people if people ask the right questions, it's pretty good. But how often are they even asking the right questions anymore? Not feels like never. I remember I watched in the off season. I watched the Tony D'Angelo like welcome press conference. That's a different. But like. I got nothing from it. Like you, people, I, I, then people that tried to ask the tough questions, it was like kind of unrelated, weird questions. It was like, what do you think he's going to say to this? Like, I'm a racist a-hole. Like, yeah, I'm a racist a-hole and I'm in a poorly lit room right now for some reason. That was a crazy interview. Yeah. I, like how often are you going on? Like tomorrow morning, are you going to watch whatever the Leafs, whoever the Leafs put up there for a press conference? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not. I'm hoping someone on Twitter does. And then they, they put up the good you, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I don't know. It's just weird. Like, I've always found the obligation to speak to the media a little weird. Going mm-hmm. back to, like, Marshawn Lynch and stuff like that, I just... If they you kind of need talk, to. If you're in that situation... If you're in a situation where you have to write, like, every single day, like, you need that stuff. <laughs> I don't know. That's why it's unfortunate, but, like... It's just... Maybe I'm I'm on an island here. It's just I I want to watch them play. Like, I... Sometimes there's there's situations where you need to face the media. Like, you lose a game seven, you got to see him. But, like, the everyday, yeah. like... Leon's yeah. got to go there every day and listen to this practice. guy ask him yeah, yeah, yeah. after practice, after game, next practice, off day. Like, what are you doing? Why are you not playing well for like weeks straight when he's one of the best players in the world? Like, like there are times like I want to know why did William Nylander shave a goatee? <laughs> why does he want to look like PC Principal or Leo DiCaprio or Julian from Trailer Park Boys? Or Guy like, Fieri. Or Guy Fieri <laughs> as Flavor well. Town. There we go. Uh, that'd be an interesting one there. But like I don't know. A lot of it is that. just fluff. That's all. It's like yeah, yeah. It is a lot of fluff. Um, transitioning. Yes. All star game. Yes. I it's feel part- like someone in this room should rant about the all star game. Why? Something. It's a participation. Every game. single year, I say I'm not watching the all star game, and I have watched it every single year. I don't know how it happens. Like I make a point. I'm like, oh, I don't have. 
no hockey to watch this weekend. I, I end up watching it every single year. I, I don't know what happens, but uh, I hope Kodak Black's playing there. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fun. Oh, God. I'd be swerving in the money, baby torpedo. <laughs> um, yeah, he put on a show in in Florida there. But Definitely. Jason, you hate the All Star game? Yeah, no, it's just a participation game. It's not an All Star game. Like four four of the players in the All Star game are actually the ones who I think like the last men in are the ones like are All Stars to me because they actually made Kadri. it, right? Kadri, Stamkos, I forget what the other two were. But were you okay with Leo Komarov? Going in when the Leafs. When I, when no, I, I think no, I didn't care. It was, it was ridiculous. That was the joke. What about yeah, when Zegmis Gregerson? I think for oh, the Zegmis Buff- Gergensen. Because the all guys of from, all of Latvia <laughs> voted for him. There was these two Latvia guys that made a rap about him. It's crazy. That but was yeah, insane. No, I think you know, you know who who's which sport has the best All Star game? You think when you NBA. think NBA, NBA by far. Does every team in the NBA get an All Star? No. no, 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 not even close. And I think I think the NHL stream would be so much better if they were. If if the best players got voted in, because like it would it would be different every year, right? Like a guy like Kadri who might not have made it in years prior would he'd be a shoe in like and he's in this year, right? I don't I know. Had reasons in the past why I was like, oh, it makes sense mm-hmm. that player X like Dylan Larkin made it, or uh, but now he's made it like four times. Yeah. Has he ever even really been that, in he's like, like he's like uh, the le- what what Thomas Caberlet was for the Leafs. You remember Thomas Caberlet yeah. just was in every single year, mm-hmm. and it was like. Did he deserve it this year? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Does it make you more likely to watch if you're Buffalo and Rasmus Dahlin finally gets in? They don't like, even that, like Rasmus yeah, Dahlin the, this year. They're hating on that, that. That's the problem for me with the All-Star game is that I think the NHL thinks that like if, if a team has a player in, that team's fan base will watch. But like the point of the All-Star game isn't for all the team fan bases to watch. The point is to grow the well, game using the All-Star to, game, right? Like They do have to drive viewership, right? That's true, but, I, but it, if... Are you more likely if you live like if you live in Toronto, are you more likely to watch the All Star game now that Steven Stamkos is in, or if like if we only got one person in? I, I for me it's probably equal, but yeah. that might not be the mm-hmm. unanimous answer. Yeah. Right? Like like I think having both Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl in the All Star game would help grow the game significantly than just only one of those two guys. That's just like a small example, but yeah. Anyways, Do they still bring the young stars in? I don't think so. See, like those that are things could... they, should, they, they did bring back the breakaway challenge. Mm-hmm. They're bringing back so home, fun. uh, targets, foam targets, targets, which is, these yeah. are like cool, the things, fun things. Right? The skills yeah. competition is always like, fun to watch, but I just think like, remember when they did team Canada versus the world all-star games and then it gave, gave it like a, it didn't. Animosity. It wasn't worth anything, but it was like a cool reason to mm-hmm. watch. That was cool. I don't know. I always remember Danny Heatley scoring four goals, but I'm like, how did we get away from that excitement? I remember and Owen watching Nolan that. pointing and then scoring. Yeah, I remember watching that whole All Star game that Danny Heatley scored four goals, and I was so invested in it for some reason. I was very young, but like, I have no idea why. Now looking back on it, I'm like, that game meant absolutely nothing. Yeah, I, I, it's weird. Uh, I think most people would agree, like, get rid of the participation part of it because mm-hmm. yeah. a lot of players get care. snubbed. Like, I tweeted about it. Like, William Nylander should 100% be an all-star this year. I don't care what the settings and – not settings, but the, the parameters and how you vote. Like, mm-hmm. you look at points. He's, like, second in right winger for points, playing fantastic for the Leafs, good analytics. Yeah. Like, that's the guy yeah. – the guy who's been five years in the league and, like, takes the step to become an actual star – 
those are the guys that should be at all star games. One hundred percent. Yeah. So but, and then the again with the the format, the problem is the guy who would he would have to be in over is Jack Campbell, who is legitimately having a Vesna season after his career is amazing. He was a first round pick. Uh, spent his time in the in uh, played. Played a couple games so in the NHL. went 11th spent, overall yeah. out of the US, United States Development Program. Went to the OHL. Had a little bit of a rough go mm-hmm. there. Won a World Junior gold medal, though. Was very good at the World Juniors. Went to Dallas. Went to Texas. Uh, the AHL team. Ended up in Idaho. Couple trips to Idaho, actually. In the ECHL. Played like 20 games in yeah. Idaho at, at one season. Um, and then got traded for Nick Ebert who, fun fact, dated someone on Selling Sunset, I think, at one point in his life. Um, I thought that... Yes. um, I thought that uh, Dallas won that trade, actually. I thought Nick Ebert was okay. I was very, very, very wrong on that one. And then he... So he got traded. He was in Ontario for a full season, Ontario Reign, the LA Kings team, and then got called up and started to play some games for LA. Mm -hmm. Won a spot there. And then uh, the rest, is rest is history. Yeah, you know? one of the best trades maybe in the last ten years for the Toronto Maple Yeah, Leafs. for sure. And uh, Jason Spets had a great little anecdote about how when he used to play on the starts, he actually used to sh- like take shots at practice on Campbell. And he mentioned that even though he was a young goalie, he would still stay back and at practice and be willing to be the guy who who just tries and and stays the ex- extra stays on the ice for more longer than needed. He didn't just call it quits right when practice was done. He would stay on the ice and he'd let Spetsa shoot some pucks on him. So it's good yeah. for him for making the All-Star game. He deserves it. And, uh, I mean, if you're J- Jack Campbell, like a little goaltending thing, like Jason Spetsa probably does not like to keep the puck down. Like he probably took a couple to the off dome. The head, yeah. or off, the, off the dome, off the collarbone. That's why Mrazek loves him. Guys, I have a question for you. I don't, are you looking at the All-Star rosters right now? No. I'm trying to find Don't, it. don't, don't, don't. I have a question so for you. Slow. Of the original team, so not the last man in votes, okay? For all four divisions, how many defensemen in total do you think got voted in, and how many goalies do you think got voted in? I know two defensemen in the Pacific Division. Like the Pacific, like the, sorry, not the Pacific Division. The Western Conference had two defensemen. The Western Conference had two defensemen. Yep. What? The Central Division had Kale McCarr, and the Pacific Division had Alex Pietrangelo. We have a defensive defenseman coming out of the Metro, too. Adam Pellick has, like, six points this year. But how are they going to do a three-on-three format with one defenseman on the team? (laughs) I don't know. I have no idea. How how does it work? Is it three-on-three with each each division? It's a four-man four-team tournament. Who would you say is this year's, like, who wins the Leo Komarov Award for the All Star Game this year? For like guy who doesn't deserve it, who got voted yes, in. Yes, exactly. Who who went? Who got it in for Arizona? It's, the problem is like uh, Clayton Keller. Clayton Keller's still oh, okay, a good still player. Good. Yeah, he's playing okay. The one that cut like is it a- Adrian Kempe getting in for Los Angeles is kind of random, no? Yeah, that he's having a, a decent. Is that season? because uh, what's his name said he wasn't going to go? Who said? Kopitar, Dowdy or Kopitar, like because I don't like Dowdy was part of Last Man In. Oh, okay, but that's so that's not him, right? So why isn't I don't know? It's weird. Nick Suzuki, maybe. Yeah, it's having a rough. It year. Sucks because Jason said he's a top. 30 he is center. a good player. He's a good player, but like and I agreed with him. One of those seasons, I don't yeah. know. That team in general is just they're a work in progress, I guess. Jeff yeah. Gordon's gonna have a lot of fun with that, I think. Jeff Gordon and Kent Hughes. Yeah, Kent yeah. Hughes now too. Someone tried to say Drake Batherson doesn't deserve it. Sorry, class. this actually includes the last man in. So including the last man in. Yeah, they have 
Yeah, because Kadri got in. Yeah. Crazy. I don't know who the other one was, but anyways, Drake Batherson is having a fantastic he, year. I think he, he is that. absolutely not winning the Leo Komarov Award. No. Of excellence. Um yeah, I don't know. I mean a defensive defenseman in the all star game. That's gonna be fun. The to problem watch, is yeah. he's a good player. Yeah. So he is a good to... player. I love Adam Pellick. In the playoffs, I would want him on my team any day. But it's the all-star. What, is he going to sh- block shots in the skills competition? Also, have we now graduated to, like, Kyle Connor, deservedly so made the all-star team for Winnipeg. Like, people realize him and Ehlers are better than Shifley and Connor, or Shifley and Wheeler now? Is that? I, I think, well, Wheeler's been injured all year. Yeah. Um, Shifley got hurt, too, but. But, yeah, Ehlers, yeah. It's just something Let's we were talking so. about last year. That's all. Like Something l- interesting Dom LeCision brought up in an article. We are all over the place today, but who cares? Mm. Just free, free flow, flowing thoughts. Um, since Dave, Dave Lowry, uh, anyways, coach. the coach the of coach, the Winnipeg yeah. Jets, uh, Mr. Lowry, Coach Lowry, I don't know. You're right. Dave Adam Lowry. Lowry's dad. That's who that's it is. That's his father, yeah. It is Adam Lowry no, it's on his the Winnipeg. Yeah. It's Adam Lowry on the Winnipeg Jets' dad? dad. Since he's been named head coach, Adam Lowry's time on ice has gone up two minutes a game. Oh, <laughs> it's his dad? It's his dad. Is, are you sure it's his dad? I'm it is. positive. I swear Pierre Luc Dubois' dad works for the AHL team too. <laughs> I, I like look it up. It's a hundred percent a it's fact. His so dad. wait, what, what was the stat? It's his time on ice has gone up two That's minutes crazy. a game since his dad is no the head coach. His dad's the coach. This is classic. This is classic triple A like Toronto. I don't know what North York Rangers where the guy stinks and he gets, North York Rangers, but he tried Toronto two thousand and uh, two thousand and ten Toronto Marlies. We're not going to out anyone. Connor Brown. Oh. His dad is the coach. <laughs> Oh, okay, yeah, we can out him. Yeah, I mean that's an easy one. Yeah, yeah, but that's in, that's a great that's a stat surfer for yeah. for the ages. For the, He's the been ages. trashed this year. I remember I looked earlier. Like, no offense to Adam Lowry, but like, or Dave, really rough. Yeah, or Dave Lowry. Yeah, Dave. What, no what, offense to Dave Lowry's son. I yeah. saw what he wait. Didn't he say like? Oh yeah, he said afterwards they should have hired Ehlers' dad as the coach. <laughs> <laughs> wait, hold up. I want to yeah. I want to pull this up now. So they played the Red Wings. This week, Adam Lowry played more than p- three minutes more than Pierre Luc Dubois, and like that's just yeah, craziness, isn't it? Now we're looking at Adam Lowry ice time. <laughs> <laughs> We've gotten that deep. Anyways, um, Leafs upcoming schedule. He played more. Ehlers played thirteen minutes in their last game, and Lowry played sixteen forty-five. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> but Ehlers got hurt. I think. I don't think they hired the right guy. Yeah, maybe not, but. Who knows? I don't know what the record is since Paul Maurice just quit. quit. <laughs> it's just I don't. Know. It's been a do weird we, season, do man, we, honestly. Oh yeah. Do we quickly before we go want to touch on uh, all or sorry uh, trade all-star, deadline? Yeah, maybe let's talk about All Star more. Uh, trade deadline. So, so I don't think that apparently the Elliot Friedman came out and said the Leafs are not opposed to emptying some cap space to acquire a player. So. Who would be emptying? Is that Nick Ritchie? Is that Nick Ritchie? Is that Peter Mrazek? Is, is that, that Justin Hall? Like, I hope it's not Engvall. No, who um, said Engvall? He said Mrazek. I just, usually Engvall is the ah, one that we always throw in yeah. there. Right. I hope it's not Engvall. Yeah, but what if I think Engvall's earned his way onto the, like, oh, onto the team. What if as it's like a, Engvall to get piece. Joe Pavelski? Okay, oh. but that's, how is that even possible? That does, what do you mean, how is it possible? How, how much does Joe Pavelski make? Seven. I'm saying in terms of like the... Just in general. Yeah, 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 okay. Like I'm the point I'm trying to make is Engvall's been good. 
Yeah. But he's not untouchable. No, obviously. Yeah, obviously. Joe Pavelski's having a hell of a year, and too. And he's an unrestricted free agent. Mm-hmm. And Dallas is, seems like they're leaning towards the selling side of it. Or we're just over reading too much into the Klingberg situation, which seems to have gone south there. I the think coach said some bad things to say about him. I don't know. I mean, we'll see how it... I think that's a more of a we'll see how that develops. Because yeah. Freeman did say it's... I think he thinks that Dallas is going to stay in put. But then, like, when Klingberg comes out and says, like... I just still don't have a contract. Why am I here? Mm-hmm. And like, other than the Atlantic, that's been the best points-wise division. If you look, yeah, third, fourth place in that division is Minnesota with forty-seven points in thirty-five games, and Dallas has thirty-eight in thirty-six games. So we're mm-hmm. talking they're gonna have to make up essentially ten oh, points the rest of the way, which is it's a tall task. From the from the summer, not to get on a Dallas rant, we were all over this being a weird team this year. Though the goalie situation was weird, yeah, they didn't really make any significant additions. Braden Holtby's been solid though, but it's it's just it's been weird. I don't know that team's just they're stuck in the middle team right now. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. They didn't. I mean, some positives to it. I think it. Who's the guy that got? Who was your underrated player? Rupe Hints. Rupe Hints. He's nasty. They're they're worst it's players. Hints. Sorry, it's been, Hints. Uh, Robertson, Robertson and Pavelski. Pavelski. That line is Sagan's, their number one line. Sagan's been bad. So that's why they Ben's apparently they don't want to sign Klingberg long term because Sagan and Ben are eating up all this cap mm-hmm. space and they stink. Yeah. But the only thing is Sagan, like he missed almost a full year. He missed a full yeah. year. So you got to give much. him a bit okay. of time, I would say. Yep. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I'd, hope, I'd hope he can rebound because he's making a lot of money. So, but, but he is 30 now. Like it sneaks, sneaks up on you, man. So Tyler Sagan's thirty, like yeah. But moving on from Dallas, I was just gonna say the least. If they were to make a deal, like I think we can all agree that the thing they should do is make a deal for a defenseman, right? Like I think they yeah, should address defensemen 100%. over forward. So uh, I think it's Pierre LeBrun, or sorry, Eric Duhatchik. Du- 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 sorry, I okay. br- brutalized his name. Put out a twenty twenty two NHL trade board for oh. the trade deadline. I'm just gonna go through and look yeah. at some okay. of the defensemen. Yeah, okay. So the top number one guy on the list is Jacob Chitrin. I don't, I don't. I just feel like the Leafs aren't in on that. Yeah, I feel like it's either. too either. tough for them to get. Doesn't make sense long term. They would, but I don't think they'll be willing to give up mm-hmm. necessarily what is yeah. wanted. And then John Klingberg's obviously the next one. Let's so, talk Klingberg. It's a seamless fit with Muzzin. Yeah, second pairing. I don't think so. Yeah, you roll Riley Brody. I'm Muzzin, not worried about Klingberg. the defensive metrics. Almost. Yeah. He's all. a good player. I think everyone knows he's having a bit of a rough year, but yeah. He's not that old. Like we saw, we've seen him in the playoffs play fantastic, which is a big exactly. factor. Yeah. And getting someone more mobile, as we've seen with Muzzin, has been good in the past. And so, if that happens, obviously, you think probably one of Hall, Dermott, or like a defenseman would have to get traded. And that, like, yeah, they can book their flight together. I don't care. <laughs> Both out of here. But um, I was just just out of curiosity, if if there were like, would you want it? Like one or the other, or do you think even Lilligan could be a part of that deal? Maybe, or do you think that's just too I think much they'd to get hold for, a back for a rental? For a rental, because mm-hmm. I, I think, as you said, even though they said they're going to trade Klinger, I think as a team they're still on like a wait and see. Because oh, it was like rumored this weekend that he was going to get traded right away, and then like he didn't. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Yeah. yeah. As I mentioned in a previous episode, I think the playoffs is very, very attractive to a lot of teams. Yeah. Especially they need to make like up that said. money. Yeah. yeah. Right. The yeah. other thing is, man. It'll be great news if this, these restrictions are lifted mm-hmm. for guys coming to Toronto. Oh, yeah. I know Pavelski has a modified no trade. I don't know if Klingberg does or not, but there's a lot of players in the league right now who have modified no trades who might just say Canada's off my list Canada for a trade list. deadline. So, off ho- my list. But we're, we're moving in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Which is good. So yeah. then uh, next on the list is 
a guy who I like, Mark Giordano. I, I'd love for the I brought him up. You guys said, oh, no. he's a left defense. Yeah, man. but I honestly, like, screw it. I, As sc- if him and TJ Brody, like, less than a couple years ago, was not the best pairing in the NHL. Yeah. But yeah. what do you think the cost would be for Mark, like, uh, Mark Giordano? Do you, think, do you think the Leafs should be, like, willing to pay a first for him? Do you think we can, so do you think we can get away with I'm very unsure what the cost would be for Mark Giordano simply because Seattle has decided to galaxy brain themselves and they don't know how to value players in general. Yeah. NHL players, they just don't know how to value them. Like, they look at one. I don't know what, like, what that fantasy draft or whatever this, the expansion draft. I don't know what the hell that was. So that really murkies the waters. Like, are they going to try to ask for three first round picks for Mark Giordano? <laughs> so just to make up lost ground on what they could have had. Something. Yeah, I don't like, or are they going to go so, ooh uh, a second and panic and just get rid of everyone? Like, I, me, I have no idea. So I I was thinking about because I was thinking a lot about Mark Giordano. I think. He'd be an in, like he, he looks like a good fit, but um, uh, I think it was Scott Wheeler put out a pro like as he puts out his annual prospect pool rankings, and obviously yeah. the thirty second team is the Seattle Kraken. So I wonder if like they're going to look more to get prospects over picks in probably in, at the trade deadline. And I think like if that's the case, I think that's someone who the Leafs should target because I think the, our draft our draft capital is already so weak, and I think we we've done well in in like executing on getting some good prospects, and our prospect pool does feel a lot thicker than we thought it would be sorry that was a weird way to describe no, but it but the yeah. only thing i would say is like they could just also say we suck i think before when they wanted to be good they probably would want more 20 21 year old maybe late first early second round type guys now it's like they could just get picks and just mm-hmm. kind of rebuild yeah so yeah. would you deal here's hypothetical trade topi nimala and a second round pick this year and a third round pick next year for mark giordano is isn't Topi Nimala? I, I don't know how good Topi Nimala is compared Very to the good. but I assume is is he not like our number one right now? No, no. I wouldn't say number no. Um, he's number three. Yeah, number three. Bob uh, Robertson Nimala. Right, could be some, number two. I've seen some people on Twitter say that maybe he's like jumped ahead of because Anna these people, those people don't, I don't watch. I don't know. I don't know. All the I people that know. actually watch have said like no, it's it's. Amarov or Robertson up there. The problem is Amarov's not then, playing, so yeah. I, we were, he's getting blackballed. Exactly, it happens. Um, no, so Nimala is a very good player. He's a very good prospect. Um, I would do that for Mark Giordano. Screw it. Why yeah. not? Also, I, was it maybe this is like a not a scoop to say? Like, is it you that sent me something that was along the lines of he wants to come play in Toronto? It was you. Yeah. Yeah. Giordano. Little inside yeah. source yeah, he's from like, from Oakville. I no, believe. but like. He wants to play, yeah. Wants to, wants to, wants to. No, obviously, like, Maybe. we can read between we, we, the lines yeah. saying, but I, I believe that there are, the rumblings about him getting traded are out there now, and mm-hmm. I think. I mean, he's number four on this list in total, not just the, th- he's nah, a third They've talked about it on the radio. Yeah. They talked about it on 31 Thoughts. Like, I swear the Rangers were interested in him in the preseason, or like, before the season. Yeah, so like or right after the expansion draft. Remember, there was yeah. rumors of him being flipped, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think we take him and you figure out the handedness. A hundred percent. I think later. that's the, the best way just to go. Screw it. Just roll three. Just roll six left-handed defensemen. Who cares? Also, like if this is going to sound so galaxy brain, but like, is it bad if he just plays on the third pairing and you have a really good, evenly built top six that you could play in any situation? Maybe. Who knows? And then you could tweak that if you have to. Mm-hmm. David Savard, who's not as good as Mark Jordan, I understand. They gave a first round pick for David Savard, and he played on the third pairing. Yeah, but he played really well. Yeah, and yeah. it wasn't like a third pairing sheltered role. I'm just saying, my idea, idea would yeah. be 
throw him in the top four and just figure it out. But I'm just saying, let's say it devil's advocate. Get him on the team. Get him on the team there. there. But maybe, maybe at this Why point, not? like with the way Muzzin's playing, you'd want Muzzin on that third pairing role. Who knows? I'm not taking like. It's no secret. And they even addressed this. He's he, not he does playing ne- as well as he they needs want to be better. To, they're but, trying to figure out what that is. Yeah. So, the, I, and I think even a potential little, maybe a little off-season one or two-year extension if he plays well for Giordano oh, yeah. and keep him. Not crazy money, but yeah, he's made a ton of money. Yeah, right. finish your career where. Talk to Jason Spezza. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if I said this on the podcast. The story about uh, when Mark Giordano signed his extension. I don't think so. So, a few years ago, from twenty in the summers, from twenty fifteen, yeah, twenty fifteen to twenty seventeen. So three summers, I would skate with this group out in Brampton. Um, was that Fletcher's or something like that? A couple times a week. So in this group, Mark Giordano was the major one. Cody Hodgson, very, very nice guy. Um, TJ Brody would come down once a week from Chatham. He would drive all the way from Chatham to Brampton for these skates. And so we had just finished. There was one hour, and then there's a flood, and then there's a second hour where there's like three on three. They do a little tournament. And so I get off. we all get off the ice after the first hour. I take a look at my phone. The bottom notification is Mark Giordano signs a, what was it, six-year, $38 million extension. It was a big one. Mm-hmm. And, like, I looked at him, like, just getting off the ice, and I'm like, Gio, when did you sign this? He's like, oh, today. <laughs> just nothing, eh? Just a <laughs> humble guy. I think by he's like, oh, I, we got to hurry up for the second hour. The PR guy won't stop, won't leave me alone. <laughs> it's just honestly, he, he just, from what everyone said, he's just like a real, real nice guy. Mm-hmm. Hockey guy. He, like. he, uh, he also raises a ton of money for charity in Calgary there. Bring him in, man. Just bring him in. Yeah, I would he's also a workhorse, very competitive, like one of the most competitive guys ever. Mm-hmm. And oh, anyone yeah. in any situation will agree, like in life like he's just so competitive so would you give a first round pick then yes 100 okay. okay. I, okay. I would try my best 100%. not to but i think if it has you have to you do it yeah i mean it just that's sucks. the thing like anyone that throws out these oh we're gonna give what remember it was a second in jeremy bracco for everyone on under for the everyone yeah. no you you need to, your first you round pick is gonna something. be gone yeah. the only problem is if they do that is that they only have a seven you gave a first second. round pick for nick folino yeah, let's not talk about that so we, the only problem is we have a second and seventh that's those are our only two picks next year second and a seventh it, and it, honestly who at cares this at this point, point though exactly what yeah. are you saving it for like, and if you and again if you do if, matthew nice in the second Ta- tampa round, gave up three guy? first round picks in two years yeah. and they just won two cups you're right yeah. and their top prospect from the year before uh foot, foot yeah as yeah, right. well yeah and they just won two cups and their young guys are looking pretty good right now yeah a few of them it's right they have the taylor best, radish best development in the league. talking about it they do a great job yeah. hockey db sort by points <laughs> here we go <laughs> quickly let's let's hammer through these last yeah, couple sorry, guys sorry. next on the list is ben Sherratt. Who's uh no that nah, he's number no. five on the list nah no and then there's a quick drop off the name I think I laugh to myself and see is Rasmus Ristolainen the guy who they just Absolutely gave up our first not. round pick for Abs- no they would have to give a first round pick to trade him to us <laughs> I'm serious yeah. you will take a first round pick with the contract and he can play third pair that's that would be the deal so then Nick Letty Calvin DeHaan I think these are all no's Colin Miller. That's that's pretty much it on the on the trade big. Do board, the forwards? So. Forwards? I would do call. I wouldn't want Colin Miller. Yeah, just like it's another it's, sheltered third mm-hmm. pairing guy. Yeah, um, Nick Letty has been really bad this year. Yeah. So <laughs> oh, someone, wow, shocker! They give up a second for it's him. Crazy. So some blue magic man. Interesting Colin. names I'm seeing on the forwards is first of all Thomas Hurdle. He's like clear cut the the guy that I think that people want. Yeah. Um, I, I would I would give 
a lot. A top prospect for Tom to get Thomas Hurdle. So Rodian, you would give Rodian and Amarov yeah. and a first. Yeah. yeah, yeah, makes sense. But you, and, but then you try to sign him too. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that'd be so, tough. But yeah. So obviously, priority though is defense over forward. But you'd still make oh, a yeah. move for a forward if you Thomas don't get a Hurdle defense. Thomas Hurdle this year is a top fifty player in the league. So mm-hmm. he's been. Fed, didn't he just score three goals? No, did, sorry, Meyer. Timo Meyer. Meyer. Sorry. Timo Meyer, who leads the league in five on five points. Interesting. Also, I don't know if you remember the last podcast I was on. You asked me like, "Oh, are they going to be in the trade?" Situation and I said I think Evander Kane's contract is going to get terminated. Do you remember me saying that? Yeah. yeah. And then something else happened. I know. I know. I know. Um, and then Phil Phil Kessel, which is yes, <laughs> absolutely. The only problem is I don't think we can make the numbers work because he's still is making Claude Giroux six point eight on that I, list. Uh, That's going to be an interesting one to watch. I he's number twenty six on the list. I feel like he ha- they have the likelihood that will of go up because Philly. Low. I watched them against Boston. Philly ter- looks really yeah. really it's nine bad. in a row. They've lost. No, I wouldn't be surprised if it hits mm-hmm. like fifteen. They suck. Yeah. Um, the the, the thing that worries me is you look at all these teams. Boston is going to get one of these forwards. That's what sucks. Yeah. They are. Shit. They are. Yeah. Yeah, because they 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 should be all in. Their prospect pool is really Terrible. weak. They're like their their best players are thirty five yeah. and older. Patrice Bergeron. Who Zach, knows if Bergeron's even going to come back? Help? Okay, sure. Or, no, it's oh Jake DeBrus. Jake DeBrus. Jake DeBrus wants out. So that's a good trade chip right there yeah. for anyone. So who else? You got so who else is that? Jake DeBrusk. That's that's next on the list. I'll then take Jake number DeBrusque. eight, interesting. Marc Andre Fleury doesn't apply to the Leafs. No. I don't think. Dominic Kubalik at number nine, twenty six years old. Wow. I really? think he's in the last year of his deal. Yeah, he's a pending RFA. Terrible defensively, very good goal scorer, though. Um, Callie Yarncrook. Well, sorry, terrible player. defensively, but his defensive impacts were on Chicago, which, I mean, like... Mm-hmm. Didn't he play with David Kampf? Uh, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, so, yeah, Callie Yarncrook. Yarncrook's a solid bottom sixer, but he mm-hmm. may be just the same as what you are. Yeah, yeah doesn't there. make sense for us. This one's funny. Andreas Janssen, three point four million with one more year remaining. People were mad at that trade. That trade helped the Leafs so much. It's crazy. That, he's, he's having a, a good year this yeah. year. He was terrible he's, last the year. The thing about Janssen, he's like a seventy five percent Mike Hoffman player. Like he has a good shot, good scoring ability. Other than that, he really doesn't do much. Yeah. No, he's just a Mango. complimentary player. They think kind of. Yeah. Another interesting one, Kaylor Yamamoto. Probably not. This Wait, name. What? Oh, what? Yeah. Number is that, twelve is on that the list. Like when they put like Leafs first first round pick probably, as one of the trades? probably yeah. If the Oilers oh, are seeking that, a top nine oh. lineup forward, reinforcing uh, Yamamoto might be a nice oh, fit. Yeah, yeah. That that would be a mistake for them. I'll tell you that right now. That would be a mistake. Yeah. Um, Just like when they almost traded Pulyarvi. Now look at him. Mm-hmm. You could argue he's been their third best forward this year. Yeah. And then the name that I love on the list, Max Domi. Bring him home. Yeah. Bring Ooh. him home. That'd be interesting. Bring him home. And then I think the rest of the name on, names on the list aren't uh, Riley Smith. It's interesting because now you're br- you're to bringing Foley. a guy in to be a third liner now mm-hmm. because like uh, the top six it seems cemented. How, if you're bringing uh, we'll him see. Uh, I'll say it's early though. Hasn't even been halfway through the year. Yeah. Kerfoot's played well so far, so I don't know. Hopefully he keeps it up. He's due for regression. Though. His on ice shooting percentage is a little high. One hundred five. One hundred five PDO, but. Hey, also, if I'm they, gonna, I'm if, not going to say if that. they bring in Evander Kane, though, so a forward has to go out. Though that's yeah. the other thing about Edmonton. So, sorry, what would you just say? What about Kerfoot? Yeah, he just has a high PDO. It's 105. I wouldn't be surprised if Kerfoot ends up off that line after like a rough five yeah. ten game stretch. But he's yeah, been we've, good. We've he's, seen him disappear for five to ten games, but but right now he's been really good. So I know. So why why bring it up? Right? 
And we know it's there's the possibility that him and McKay have disappeared. They they for some reason they seem to get on these hot streaks and then tail off, but they're hot right now. McKay had a fantastic game tonight. It was awesome. Bottom tonight. six McKay greater than sign top six, top six McKay, for yeah, sure. It looks lost out there. For sure. I don't get it. But um, yeah, yeah, those are some interesting names. Um, you want to touch on vanilla and favorite? Yeah, let's do there's it. There's not that many games, but. There's only two, which kind of sucks. sucks. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. My vanilla, I guess, would be Clifford. I mean, it's just been the worst. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's fourth line. He's played, like, what, 10 minutes combined? But it's like, it's just the impacts are so bad yeah. that you can't hide it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I think we all agree with that. Yeah. It's I, just I our, th- our 12 4 is just going to be. I think good. you got to throw Sandine in there, too, yeah. for the performance he's, tonight. Like, he had really poor performance. It's fair. It's rough. And then favorites. Ilya Mikheyev. Yeah, I guess, yeah. He Mitch won. Marner. Mitch, Mitch Marner. Marner. Oh, we didn't even touch on this. He scored a power play goal. Yay. Yeah, but like, who cares? Didn't really and Gretzky care. chirped. Who cares? Him. Good. Did you see that, was that funny. video? Yeah, yeah. that's funny. Yeah. That was a good one. Um, Finally. Yeah. That's, uh, favorite Marner and. I mean, it would be Marner, Mikheyev. Matthews, or Mikheyev. Triple M. I love it. I mean, Mikheyev has. He scored the. Uh, Last two games. Yeah. Another two games. Didn't he score the game before that? No. I think he missed – he didn't score against Arizona. No. Oh, no, no. He didn't. No. It's okay. been a while, though. I like He's McKay got a bunch of goals. McKayev and Marner. Okay. Yeah. I like it. All right. So, Sandine, Clifford, McKayev, Marner. Also, I wanted to Walk just give up. one more guy credit. Like, Morgan Riley has not even been remotely bad in a long time. Yeah, it's been Leafs. pretty good so, this year. I put so. it up. before Coming into this game – We talked about oh, last spot, right? Uh, thought we touched on it a bit. I, don't, I, might be I can't remember, but going into this game, he had his, the highest expected goals of his career. I don't know what he put up this game. He was 53.6 coming into this tonight. He led the league in five on five points for defensemen. Um, as I mentioned, the, the defense, he seemed to really hone it in on defense there. He moves the puck very well. His power play numbers are really, really going up this year compared to la- years previous. I believe he's ninth in the league for power play points by a defenseman. He has one less power play point this year than last year, 20 less games. Exactly. Yep. And I was looking at something else. Um, since his 20-goal year, he only has 12. It's oh, kind of wow. crazy that he has a 20-goal year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Makes no sense. But, yeah, I, I also... It's been awesome. He's been great. It's funny because I know we don't have an Olympics, but this probably would have been around the time the team got named. I think he probably would have made it. Yeah, with how, yeah. He played with how he played this year for sure. We didn't have the most positive light on that contract, and I mean, it made Maybe sense at wrong. the time. We'll, see. We'll, we'll see. You can. It's been awesome since. You can say Morgan Riley has been playing well this year, and also not like the contract. You can be yeah, a part true. of the same yeah. camp because he is signed for nine. He's going to be on this team nine, including this year, nine more years. He gets eight years yeah, after eight this year, half, right? Total. It's yeah. crazy. Like so that's a long, that's a long time. Eight years from now, things will be different. Yeah. Least we'll have a cup. We'll USC oh. national championship. All good. All right. Woo. What a way to end it off. Anyways, anything else you guys got? Any stats or follow us on TikTok, follow us on Twitter, yeah. follow us on Instagram, follow us everywhere, on please. Socials. Leave a leave a like, leave a comment, rate us, review us. It helps out a lot. We're trying to grow. And uh if you're enjoying the if you're enjoying it, it just just let us know. Yeah. 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 Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Go Lisco.